0: The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global.
1: Hi, I'm Vern Davis. I'm the host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by... Produce Global and People Solutions. We're here at the Benzinga Miami Conference, the Capital Conference for cannabis. And I am blessed. Today I have two young ladies who are doing some very entrepreneurial things in the cannabis space. And here I have Jessica Billingsley, CEO of Akerna, which I can't wait to talk to you about what you guys are doing at Akerna. And I have Sam Ford, who is uh, business development lead on cannabis for Produce Global People Solutions. So I'm really excited about that. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning. It's been a while since someone called me a young lady, so I'll take that. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: hey, you got you to gotta take those, right? You got to take those, great. So I tell you what, let's get started with just talking to you about what what's going on in our corner. You, you guys um, went public last year.
2: We did, so a year ago, we were in our listing process. That's right. To list publicly on NASDAQ, which we achieved uh, to become the the first cannabis technology company to list in the major U.S. exchange. So very, very delighted to have successfully achieved that.
1: A big congratulations. Now, Here. tell us, what was the strategy behind doing that?
2: So our strategy was to attain the balance sheet capital, but also the unique public currency, at both of which, uh, to accelerate our growth, but sure. also to pursue some targeted acquisitions. And, oh, and really nice. work on widening our moat and our, our competitive advantage. So we're, we're really excited to be doing what we said we were going to do with our recent acquisition of Solo Sciences and our announcement of our acquisition of Ample Organics as well.
1: Oh, that is, that is great. Tell me the strategic value of those two acquisitions.
2: So Solo Sciences is strategic for a couple reasons. They have a tagging product that is okay. a less expensive, so think a fraction of the cost of RFID tags that are in use by many state governments, and, oh, and also quite a bit more secure. So we're really excited to to have that that tag to offer to government uh, right. agencies for our product LEAF data systems. The first RFP to which we responded with that new tagging product was Utah, which we won. So we're excited oh, that's about our congratulations. That's Thank big you. deal. Thank you. That's real uh, then, strategic. Then, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, of course, Ample Organics has leading market share in Canada, oh. which, as the the only G7 country with federally legal cannabis, is proving to be the template uh, in the rest of the world internationally as well. So, uh, we're just delighted at the synergies there. And, and there's some product synergies, too, with them. They right. don't currently have a point of sale product, we do. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, the province of Ontario announced in January they'll be licensing a thousand retail locations this year alone. So we have that opportunity with Ample and we, we love some of what they've built out for their federal market right. with e-commerce, insurance adjudication and, and a pharmacy tie-in as well. Just a really complimentary tech as well as accretive a financially.
1: No, that is great, that is great. You know, I, I tell you what, the industry is envious of you in several ways, but one that's really key is in talent. Your your team is amazing, and you just you just added a couple of very important folks that everybody's talking about. Why don't you tell us about them?
2: I am thrilled to have attracted the executive talent that, that <laughs> we've attracted. So uh, we added Nina Samasco, who is sure. our CRO. Sure. as uh, She's a former SAP executive, uh, which right. is very exciting to bring that that SaaS talent and, and talent with partnerships and acquisitions and integrations uh, to our to our management team. That's great. Uh, <laughs> along with uh, uh, last year, we added Mark Iwanowski, who's the former CIO of Oracle, to our board. Right. So, he's on our board of directors. Now, we have Nina Samasco yes. on our management team. And then also, we hired John Fowle, who is uh, our CFO, and he has tremendous experience in enterprise SaaS and integrating acquisitions, which, of course, is very important uh, to our success moving forward. And then with our acquisition of Solo Sciences. That's right. We, we also brought on Alex Shaw, the, the the former CEO of Solo Sciences, as our CTO okay. of Akarna. So, very so good. So Alex Shaw is CTO of Akarna and remains president of Solo Sciences. He has, this man has successful tech exits under his belt and a pile of patents and we're just delighted to have him in that seat on the box. Well,
1: that's very fruitful. Now you, being a female leader in cannabis space, right? That's big time. And uh, it's something that Samantha Ford, Sam Ford here, is, is driving and, and building in her function at, at Proteus Global People Solutions. And wanna bring Sam in to have a conversation with us about that because it's really uh, been tremendous and she's got she's covering a lot of ground in this right now and it's a big topic, so let's talk about
3: that. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Samantha. So, you started out, it's in dog ears, right? Now, it's like 50 years ago in cannabis, is one of the first women. And now, you flash forward and you are of this unique, um, when you think about CEOs that are going public, I think there's only one other in the industry that has a woman as a CEO. Which, congratulations on that. That's huge. Um, Thank you. And so tell me, I'd be very curious about what it's like now to be the CEO of a public company versus a private company.
2: Well, since we're speaking specifically from the angle of being a woman, a very dear friend of mine who's a a public CEO said, you know, you really have to watch yourself now. you can't go to conferences and just get drunk because people pay attention and now they're going to take pictures. And I said, what world are you living yeah. in? Yeah. As a woman. I think everyone should that be that <laughs> careful,
3: but not like necessarily that is as a woman. Ba-
2: I always have to. Th- that is my yeah. life. It's yeah. Just d- I do think there there's a way in which perhaps we're held to a high standard. But I also think that some of it is the pool of talent from which we have to pull Mm -hmm. that as we're looking at attracting new leadership and as we're looking at how do we how do we help women stay engaged in the workplace and offer them paths to leadership positions, we've got to have something feeding that funnel. that starts with women in STEM. There's a lot of attention given to that. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of attention given to what I like to call the second gate. So uh, actually the stats in tech are that 57% of women that go into tech drop out in the first 10 years. Mm -hmm. So not only do we have trouble attracting them, but then they fall out at a rate of Mm -hmm. almost 60%. Mm -hmm. And if we can successfully retain the talent that we've Mm -hmm. attracted, that'll go a long way toward... Having a good pipeline, a good funnel of women to take leadership positions. And I in the think future. that
3: that's a great point because one of the things that I'm trying to be a voice to with my current clients and new clients is that funnel, how to get more women in the C suite. And luckily, I feel like there are a lot of clients when we take on an important role for a C suite. We have had a lot of our clients say, We would really love to get a woman in that role, but there are certain there are certain parts of the company where it's much more difficult. For example, when we've taken on CFO roles, it's, it's harder to go and find a very senior woman who can step in as a CFO who could potentially also go into a CEO role. And so how do you think that some of these companies can foster that in getting more women into the C-suite role? And how, do, how, do, how are you a voice in the industry for that besides just being a prominent CEO yourself?
2: Well, we have a corporate social responsibility campaign around this called the One Woman Challenge and Stop Mm. the Drop. Hashtags, hashtag one woman challenge. And my social team would want to make sure I got that out there. Okay, great. Um, It's really about the idea that it's more meaningful to help somebody with a phone call, an email, a mentorship session, an introduction, that you don't have to plan big grand meaningful programs or gestures that all those little things that seem like drops in a bucket Mm -hmm. can become the swell of real change. Mm. And how can you just commit to helping one woman when you can? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now in your
1: own story, did you find that you had that right mentorship from a female?
2: I have been very blessed to have a, a number of very prominent female mentors in my life. Uh, one that I know I've, yeah. I've been approved to mention publicly is Bonnie <laughs> Cohen. She's the former Under Secretary of State under okay. Madeleine Albright. Okay, good. And she introduced me to one of my current board members and investors, uh, right. Matthew Kane. Sure. And, and has been just a, a tremendous mentor to me in my life. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about my own mother, awesome. who, who has been my first and, and best mentor from a, a women in leadership perspective. She supported our family while my father started his business. She supported our family as a professor of nursing, and later she went to join him in the business, and, and they really ran the business together as, as co-owners and operators, and, and I, I still call her today occasionally
3: for personnel
2: questions. <laughs> nah, <laughs> hey,
1: that's your first trust. That Absolutely. is your first trust, that is your first trust.
3: And one of the things that I'm curious about is you are involved in so many different areas and aspects of the businesses, is, is I continue to try and build out, I guess what I call an ecosystem of trying to bring together investors, trying to bring together investors and founders, building out more women leaders in cannabis. Are there any organizations that you are affiliated with or that you're aware of that really help foster not just women who are interested in the industry, because I think there are a lot of great groups that do that, that foster that, but for women who have established, who are established like yourself, where you can get into a room and you can network and talk about all of the things that you're going through, such as I'm a woman CEO and I'm taking my company public. How do I build my company from revenue from five million to 15 million? Really important questions. Are there any organizations out there that you're a part of that really help foster that? So, I am a member of YPO, which is Young Presidents Organization,
2: and one of the wonderful things that YPO does is it brings together small groups of CEOs, Mm -hmm. or owners, presidents, to who are non-competitive and not in the same industry mm. to discuss these types of mm-hmm. issues, it's, it's like having your own personal board of directors. Mm. And that's not a. I know there is a, a women-specific branch to that
3: WPO. That's not
2: uh, the one in which I'm involved.
3: But. Okay. Well. That was one of the things that I would really, I'm still trying to build out, getting just women leaders together, just because I feel like we can all help each other so much. I mean, I I think we're all so busy that we realize a warm introduction to something goes a million miles and if you were looking to raise capital and i knew someone who was looking to invest and i just write a warm email making an introduction i feel like that makes all the difference in the world and i feel like i would love to figure out how we can continue to come together to help each other in those in those ways so that's the woman
2: woman challenge right there <laughs> yeah exactly 100% with that the, all those little gestures that make up such a such a big difference and uh, I'm very supportive of that. Uh, if there were an organization that existed, I'm, I'm sure that we would participate.
1: This is great. We've all just witnessed an amazing conversation about something that's very important. This is Vern Davis at Plant Profits. I'm here with Jessica Billingsley at Akerna. At She's doing some tremendous things. Sam Ford at Proteus Global People Solutions. You're doing some tremendous things. And look forward to talking with you guys more about this. This is something we need to do.
4: Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
4: Trends and technology, processes, and products. We cover these areas and more on The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company.
0: Elevate your everyday with that sugars feeling with the sweet taste of sugars.
4: The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky.
0: The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on CannabisRadio.com
1: Hello, I'm Vern Davis with Plant Profits. I'm here this morning with Jessica Billingsley, CEO of Akerna.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm uh, excited to have you here. I ran into you a year ago, same conference, down (laughs) in Miami, Benzinga, you know
2: same conference one hotel over
1: one hotel over Israel. feels
2: a little bit like deja vu It, but it not does quite. just
1: a little bit just a little bit a little larger place yeah
2: as, as they would say in asia same same but different
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely so tell me at kerner right tell me about that
2: we we'll, Last year, yeah. we were still working on listing okay. publicly on NASDAQ, you which got we, that achieved. Done. I saw that. we achieved. We yeah. achieved our, our listing as the the first cannabis technology company to list on a major U.S. exchange. Yeah, so very exciting.
1: Very. You know, throughout the industry, you've been admired by folks that you brought on some tremendous talent recently, right? You're, you're two we're very excited
2: about folks. our executive team.
1: Tell me about that because that's so important to being successful.
2: Uh, well, thank you so much. I'm just thrilled with yeah. the talent that we've been able to, to bring on board uh, with our CRO, Nina Simasco mm-hmm. who's former SAP executive, yeah. executive at Oracle and, and Nike Technology and NTTI Cubed and, and all just- All that SaaS background. Oh, all yeah. that SaaS background. Yeah. Just so thrilled to have her and our CFO who has a tremendous enterprise SaaS background including lots of successful acquisition integration which is just so critical in that seat. Uh, And then of course uh, with our acquisition of Solo Sciences, Alex Shaw with all the patents that that man holds oh, and and his successful tech exits, we're delighted to have him and as our CTO oh, moving forward. So uh, we just feel that we have the executive team now to, to take this really far.
1: You really do. People are talking about that. You've done a tremendous job in, in putting that team together. So we're really excited about that for you and the organization. Tell us some of the, the really, uh, the technology. Uh, that you're putting in into the supply chain.
2: So, at, at our core, yeah. we are connecting product creators okay. with consumers, okay. and we create transparency, or or, or create trust through transparency, That's if right. you will, right. through the technologies upon which they rely that that we provide in order to in order to help create that trust between the product creators and the consumers at the end of the day thank
1: you thanks people some people call that kind of the beginning of blockchain and uh, in this environment am i correct
2: there are absolutely Uh, applications for blockchain Blockchain. in cannabis in fact i wrote a blog about it it's on our website uh, (laughs) mjplatform.com about about how how and what we can do with blockchain now but having that that system of record yes. and then exposing so so at MJ Freeway we mm-hmm. invented the concept of seed to sale tracking the idea of tracking something from inception all the way through to the sale of the yeah, finished product
1: absolutely
2: and then with solo sciences we now provide the consumer feedback loop and the transparency exposed to the consumer as well and right. It's it's exciting time to, to be able to provide no, that great. full set of technology. I wrote a paper on blockchain and cannabis. You did. I did. We should compare. notes. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely,
1: because you you are mm-hmm. really creating the transparency that makes that possible.
2: We That's are, amazing. and then which and then as you know probably mm-hmm. uh, ba- from what you wrote, you you need peer review yeah. and you need this unauditable this auditable blockchain, actual chain of record, but it never replaces a transactional database. So it still has to live somewhere else. Those transactions can't happen in, blockchain can't happen in real time because it has to be peer reviewed by a source before it gets added to the blockchain.
1: Where are we in that technology of the peer review? Where is that now?
2: Currently it doesn't exist. So a government Uh would have to decide or a consortium of technology companies would have to decide. If one company, so even if Akurna were to decide to do it for our member companies, it's not true blockchain, you still need not that true. peer review process. Yeah. Hmm. So whenever you see one company advertising mm-hmm. blockchain, that's not really blockchain. It's not really blockchain. No. no. Thank you for that, <laughs> thank you for that. So what, what would you
1: like us to think about when we think about what you're doing in Akurna? And you know, what would you like to leave the audience with?
3: It's
2: all about transparency and accountability. At the end of the day, what we're doing creates this, this feedback loop of transparency and accountability. It allows the brands, the operators, to provide trusted products to consumers and consumers to understand what they're getting. And at the, that's our mission. That's beautiful,
1: thank you very mm-hmm. much. Thank you very much for being here. We'll get you back on Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and I'm here with Jessica, Jessica Billingsley. Thank you very much for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
4: Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer & Shipley. It's time to hem resent. only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living.
1: Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use
4: consciously and intelligently
0: The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of Plant Profit, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: I'm Vern Davis, host of Plant Profits, partner with Protus Global People Solutions. I'm here at the Benzinga Capital Conference in Miami, reporting for CannabisRadio.com. I am with Samantha Ford this Hi, Vern. morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How That's are you? That's Great. So, Sam and I have this special relationship. We work together. We work together at Protus Global People Solutions. And Sam, you came from the financial world through recruiting.
3: Yes. Right? You yep.
1: recruited folks on, for Wall Street and et cetera. And then Sam joined Protus Global People Solutions
3: almost eight, two years ago. Yeah,
1: was it 18 months? Yeah. Yes, 18 months ago. Yeah. 18 months ago. And she is just been driving cannabis for Protest Global People Solutions, but she's got some special things she's been working on recently that some of you may have heard about, and it's all to do with women in cannabis and women on boards, etc. So Sam's gonna talk to us about that today. Yeah, great.
3: So I think very early on when I was getting into this industry, I'm sort of a natural connector. Yeah. And so I started just really building an ecosystem, meaning I started getting to know not only just the cannabis companies, but I got to know the investors right. as well, because that's that was my entree through Canaccord Genuity into the industry. And through that, as I started building this practice, it was clear to me that there was this need for women to get together in a room at a high level. Not people who were interested in cannabis, but people, women who um, could sort of share their stories and network with each other. So I started a group, Women Leaders in Cannabis, in San Francisco, where we get investors, industry professionals, as well as founders in a room. And we essentially, it's just this huge Rolodex of introductions that we can help each other with.
1: Well, I think that's great. Now, Sam, what really brought that to light for you?
3: I think I have lightning bulb moments uh-huh. where you just see something very quickly. There wasn't anything like that in my uh, sphere, okay. and so one of the founders is a partner at Dwayne Morris. Her name is Jen Fisher, okay. and when we started talking about how to network with each other, she just sort of lightly said, "Gosh, I wish that there was a bigger group where we could you, network." And I just said. Okay, well, let's do it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and
3: then I started reaching out to some really amazing women in the industry. Yeah. And then we just hosted a lunch and we got all of these Tell fantastic ones. The Tell me about the lunch. So the lunch was initially less investor focused and more founder focused. Right. And so we had... Why did you do it that way? In terms of... investor, with, for, um, I, Well, in, in all honesty, I oh. hadn't built relationships with enough investors just yet. Okay. So I first got women founders in the room, wanted to hear sort of what we all needed and how we could help each other. Good. And then after that, it was, you know, a big component is capital raising. Right. And so so it was great because through this process of people saying, okay, there's a client I know that needs to hire people and making an introduction then I can go back and say, there is someone who I'd like to introduce you to on the capital side that I know and making those introductions. So it became like this great two way street of.
1: Oh, that's great. So it it allowed you to connect dots, meaningful dots. Exactly. They evolve. Yep. Yes.
3: And then sort of just sort of closing the loop on your question, as mm-hmm. it relates to this this focus on building a vertical on women board, right. I just started doing that naturally last year, meaning there were some amazing prominent women sure not only in cannabis but outside of cannabis that were interested in cannabis and and interested totally. on the board totally. front. Totally. And so I just would pick up the phone and call the CEO and say, I've got to introduce you to someone and they'd say, Great, that's a perfect fit for our company and then we got a couple of searches on the board roles that's great and then I just thought well why don't we actually have a focus and why don't I be the first one in the industry to build this vertical of women on putting women on corporate boards and I
1: love it I I love that and and how's it working
3: it's fantastic I'm not only getting a lot of outreach Uh from some of some of absolutely amazing women inside and outside of cannabis. But I I definitely am having great conversations with some of the bigger cannabis companies who are saying that is absolutely on our agenda for 2020.
1: Right. Now you got some uh, unassisted help a couple weeks ago some large companies in other places started talking about they needed women on boards. So what was that announcement? And what has that done oh, for sure, your Oh, sure, sure.
3: Well, I, I, this, is, this was a conversation going way back last year. Yeah. And so, obviously, you know that we've been talking about how to build that out for our company. That's right. And then we made the announcement, and then about two weeks later, the CEO of Goldman Sachs That's said right. that they weren't going to be taking any companies public if it was an all-white male board. And that was fantastic because it was, it was a great way for me to sort of get that message out there a bit more to say right. that this is something that we all really need to be thinking about. It's not just a trend. This is something we all need to give a lot more su- I consideration think that was, to. That was
1: such a big move. The timing was
3: really timing great. Was, it, it was incredible. Yeah, and yeah. You
1: know what's really cool about that is because money is so important in the cannabis space. Yep. Right. And how you get money today. Yep. It, it looks more like a normal company that's got to have great talent. Yep. A great board of directors. Yes. Right. Yes. A, a great product. Yep. A, a great offering. How That's are you how differentiating you yourself? I, and how you differentiating and what and what are you really doing? Can you run a business? Do you have a business? Can you make money? Right. All of the normal metrics. Right. Of running a business. And the board is
3: important. Well, think about this too, Vern. Yeah. If you if you are adding diversity to your board, right. think about how much that adds to your networking when you add another board member that is diverse, or exactly. two board members. When you go to Raise Capital, it is it expands your networking it does. vastly.
1: Diversity is good.
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: That's great. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sam. Well, for, thank you. For, for dropping by. and. We're here for a couple of days, so I'm sure you'll drop by with some of your some folks Absolutely. that you want to have some conversations. Absolutely, with. please do that for us. Yeah, Vern Davis, your host at Plant Profits on Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Sam.
3: Thanks, Vern.